both you and I have been in the situation yeah. where people say, oh, we've designed this new service. Uh, this is entirely great plan to build a practice around it. Here's the first offering. We've done this campaign. The ads are out. Can you do a news release for it? And then maybe can we can you give us five minutes on the next all hands meeting so we can you know present the case to the group? Now nah, that's mean, bad. Uh, <laughs> you should, if you're the marketer doing this, that's fully on you, right? From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. And we're off to the next one, the new one, whatever one, Ash. Yeah, yeah. I'm losing the grip on it because we're recording multiple episodes today, but that's good. It's yeah, it's, and, uh, it's not only that. I think we need to also let our listeners know that we did take a little bit of a break, and you know now we're back in full swing. Interestingly, it's summer, so we probably might take another break. But before that, we've got like a large number of episodes that are going to come your way, and on various topics, and we also have a few guests. So yeah. We Batch just want to like profess, yeah, yeah. We just want to like profess that we've got all of this in the pipeline, and yeah. the, today we have. An there will episode. there will be some good stuff, which in reality, like our reality, has already happened, but it is in your future, and everything is basically on an inception timeline with regards to this podcast. But uh, good stuff. I mean, should we get into this one? Yes. And, and I think yes. if people have seen or read the the episode description, which I don't know if. Anyone ever reads those? We're talking corporate communications or communications, right? As it's often mm-hmm. referred to. Yes. Today, and especially how it links with and to marketing, because, because mm-hmm. you know we talk about professional services marketing all the time. But uh, we also wanted to make clear, and I think this was close to your heart, the distinction between the two, right? This, if you were so, to yeah, confuse the yeah. two, you'd be mistaken. Right? Yeah, I think like marketing and like we've both worked in marketing and communications. We've done yeah. you know the whole breadth of the thing. But the key thing just to note here is that. Well, marketing works really close with sales and is like working hand in hand to deliver and make sure that the outputs and everything work and builds the practice. Communication works with the messaging part, which touches both sales and marketing. And from our experience, not all communicators are amazing at marketing and not all marketers are amazing at communication. So sometimes it's really important to effectively tell people right you've got your message how are you putting this out in the market what are you telling your people what are you telling your clients how are you saying how are you delivering it communication is that delivery vehicle but it's really important in the professional services field because everything you do is completely based upon an internal and an external communication kind of framework. Because if you don't have, if you don't, you may have a message, you've written it out, you built your message house, you've got all of that ready. But if you don't know how to deliver this, and if you don't know where to deliver this, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. I mean, hear me out. And I've made this up all uh, over my morning coffee just before we hopped on the mm-hmm. session. I thought, okay, how would I explain the difference? And I think... In a consulting firm, marketing's job is to help with business development, 
right? Yes. Tom's job is to help with managing the entire place. I don't know if you agree, but it's sort of a, the messages you refer to, they're not only about, oh, here's this shiny new service and we need business with it, but it's also about, I don't know, matters of culture, uh, governance issues, you know, stuff that yeah. senior firm management wants to convey within the organization or outside the organization. So so that that was the distinction I sort of made up over my... Actually, that that is a very problem. good point because often why the business comes to marketing is to communicate. Yeah. They need someone to help them effectively deliver these messages, right? And sometimes marketers forget that communicating element and want to help strengthen business development. Not that it's yeah. not needed, not that you don't need that seat in the table, yeah. but you also need to like help them vocalize what they want to say or verbalize rather. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on an interesting point and we can get back into this. I think that in the comms function or the day-to-day -day work, they're actually a bit more two-way comms yeah. than the marketers. Which is a bit of a shame because really marketing as a function should also be about relationships and about, you know, not just shouting into the marketplace, but also listening to clients. It should do that. But I think we all know in practice that it gets lost a bit. But corporate comms has to, you know, in, sometimes involve people if we talk about maybe comes that are close to change initiatives, for example, right? Or at least draw up plans and pl comes plans and other things where people have the opportunity to be heard or to voice their opinion, especially in consulting firms, right? Which are often somewhat what? democratic or pseudo-democratic, right? Because you have partners in multiple practices and they'll all have a say in the process. The other, I, I don't want to comment on- I don't want to get cancels. too much into this, but I do want to touch on one specific area, but, the change yeah. piece. Yeah, consultancies and professional services go through lots of change. The interesting thing is they are amazing at managing change for others, but not the best at managing change for themselves. And a lot of this comes down to the fact that things are not communicated well. Yeah. And I'm not going to do the, yeah. the I don't want to click, double click on or dive into whatever yeah. the consulting phrase is. The mm -hmm. recent Ernst & Young case, right, where EY called off their plan to split off the consulting division from the audit. Mm -hmm. But if I were studying corporate communications at university or something to that end, maybe that would be an interesting case study to explore, right? Which because that is where it probably went, if not wrong, then at least not completely perfect. But I mean, okay, sorry, now I took us on a tangent. Should we? Let's not go into the tangent. So we will say <laughs> yeah, that, step back like we will okay. say that one thing is essential in that specific case. Communication is about moments in time. You're yeah. supposed to communicate the thing at the right time. E the EY case, they've not said they've called it off completely. They've basically decided they will do it at another time. Communication is about figuring out the right time to communicate something. And this is where it's like when you have your entire marketing program ready, that's where you bring the communication guys to say, right, these are the mm -hmm. moments in time this is where we should say this. This is how we should say it. Like they work together. Like you are, you're a marketer. You've got a massive event. The communicator, yeah. the media people will be the ones who say, this is a person who should say this at this event. And we can do this person on a magazine and we can do this person in the paper and you can do the rest in the POVs that you take to your clients. Yeah. They work that, hand that, in hand. They're sister functions that work hand in yeah. hand. 
But I mean, this is certainly one aspect of it. The, yeah. the one reason I brought up the UI example was I'm thinking back on the a bit more two-way comms and a bit more sort yeah. of having plans for engaging people, especially internally. Mm-hmm. What I read from, and I didn't read everything, looking from the outside in, uh, seemed to be the case that they pushed the split project, right? The spinoff yeah. project, whatever, qu- quite a bit before ever fully engaging their US <laughs> business parts of the business yeah, yeah. and then to their surprise they learned that people that weren't happy and i mean this also goes back to your point about points in time right you could have had that conversation or those difficult conversations before you you announce things publicly or whatever i don't know i don't want to yeah, yeah let's not dive into that but the main thing is it's about it's, moments you can't in judge time. these yeah. things from the outside right i don't want to be unfair to people but it at least seemed to be a, clear, a case of maybe communications wasn't an issue there but maybe i think we touched upon defining what it is right that's yeah. also what i meant by it helps with managing the place and with regards to marketing i think it certainly also helps to improve the effectiveness of what you're doing in marketing just because you are communicating it to stakeholders within the firm outside the firm, yes. whatever. So so collaborating with comms there can help. But do we want to discuss the objectives that the comms colleagues typically have? I mean, it's a bit of a... I find it's a bit of an even more vague field I because mean, they uh, can't let's... link themselves to a number that much, right? You cannot always say, well, marketing drives revenue, period. And this is complicated, not as straightforward. Because this is literally in the share the of comms voice. Comms is even element. more difficult, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. when we use the metrics, share of voice is primarily where all the comms stuff come in. But let's. But when you said like diving down into <clears throat> specifics, one of the key things for communication that you know you work with marketing is who, what, why, when. Yeah, you know, that's the first thing that you like. You've got your POV. You've got your piece of thought leadership as a content marketer. Yeah. Now you need to like. It's not just about sending that simple email to send it out. You just need to like figure out how do you choose your channels? What do you say? How do you do it strategically? Because we're looking at effective strategic kind of communications, just like we're looking at effective marketing. So it's always about who are you trying to say? Who's your audience? What are you trying to say? Why are you saying this right now in this moment in time? And when are you saying it? When you have that ready as, you know, when you have that ready, then I guess the first thing, the step before this, we should have spoken about is stakeholder engagement, stakeholder mapping. This is where that yeah, but I mean, Yeah, but the, yes, but this goes into it, right? Because I think if we talk about the what are the actual operational objectives, yeah. we should be, as marketers understand, so we can collaborate with these people better. Like while we are looking after, I don't know, growth, revenue, these types of things, I think they look after things which are maybe a bit more vague, but it's always mm-hmm. about managing the things the firm says to itself and to others to to further goals like i don't know firm culture and cohesion which yes does impact the brand eventually right or brand reputation so that's where a bit of an overlap with marketing comes in yeah then yeah sort of tightening or deepening stakeholder relationships which you just mentioned that and then shape the public perception which Yes, that is also brand stuff, but it can also be a specific to, uh, perception around specific topics. Like, is this a good place to work? Is this a firm that's concerned with sustainability or diversity and inclusion? Is there like these sort of topic related 
perceptions, right? Is this a good corporate citizens in 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 our city or whatever the thing is? So I think this is these are the types of objectives they're trying to and hit. They, and they're explicitly say- not there to drum up demand for practice yeah. X or service Y, right? That's what marketing does. Yeah, I just want to connect the whole brand and the external part together as in like the external part is essentially someone coming up and saying, by the way, this person is an amazing like engineer. And then the brand part is after this person's already done that, someone goes to the person and say, oh, I hear that you're an amazing engineer kind of thing. It's yeah. they worked like the external communication works to build the brand because it communicates that those two things are like you know advertising and marketing are all there but this is like that slightly distilled message that connects very close with brand yeah and i think we should maybe clarify right if when we say communications or some or corporate communications we always that the highest level descriptor and then there's two subgroups within that right mm-hmm. there's internal communications like the firm speaking to itself and its employees and external communications which you can break apart like large firms will have like a pr department and an investor relations arm and maybe analyst relations if they are a listed company right but and of course crisis yeah Yeah, and crisis comes which sometimes sits within pr sometimes doesn't depends right Mm -hmm. yes but these are the ideas right so in the objectives we discussed that's roughly the structure and i think you already lined us up to talk about how where maybe they they help out or they help they support the marketing case right and i think the branding aspect is actually huge but i also think there's just an element of operational effectiveness or the effectiveness of your marketing programs right if you have a strong comms team to work with you can flank whatever you're doing with some great pr probably right nice to have Mm -hmm. but in particular and we should maybe spend some time talking about that because you and i know how powerful it is you can support your efforts with very strong internal communications Yes. Meaning that everybody in your 50, 70, 100, 200, 1,000 people, 10,000 people firm knows about the program, is clear on what the messages are and who they are for and so forth, and can just support your effort. And I think everybody understands what we mean by this when we sort of flip it around and speak about the negative. Like we've probably all been in situations where, I mean, I certainly have worked with firms where situations of the... 50, 60 people in the room from the business, right? And then a marketing program gets presented or reported on and half of them or more say, oh, I didn't know this existed, (laughs) which is what you don't want to have. You want to bring the full power of the firm, which is resides in its people to to bear, to to help your campaigner effort. And I think that's one of the- And that's the thing here, like, as a marketer, you know that you have to understand your audience. As a communicator, you literally need to know your audience. Your audience will speak to you and you will speak to the audience. You are supposed to help the business and you know the system function of marketing to understand the audience, to know how to speak to them. Yeah. That is the key thing. Like If you're a content marketer, you're already working on the messages. You're already coming up with all that. But you don't necessarily need to look at like how are you going to distill this message to the right audience. You mostly need to like look at all the different kinds of messaging that you're trying to say. The next part comes in, do that. Of course, in very small firms, you're basically the one man or one woman or one person show that literally runs everything. That's a slightly different story. But these two do need to go hand in hand because ultimately 
the delivery to your audience really matters. And the fact that your audience understands it, that you are speaking their language is really important. And that's what makes it effective. Otherwise, you can you might as well just, you know, put out this new piece of thought leadership saying that, yes, digital transformation is back because after the pandemic, we kind of went, we changed it. Now it's back in full force. Yeah. And you yeah, basically I think, not know what you're doing because everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah. And I think, and that one, right, that bit there, everybody's saying the same thing is yeah. I have seen this time and again, it's so insanely powerful that if I was given a choice and I, maybe I'm wrong here and the advertising people can yell at me, but if I have, I don't know, 50 grand for a major campaign in a larger firm and I have to choose, right, I can do only one thing, internal yeah. work with internal comms and do an internal engagement campaign and mm -hmm. activation within the firm or go out and buy advertising, I honestly think I'd go with the internal activation. <laughs> <laughs> and because I know that the consultants in the firm, they already have the connections. They already are in front of clients all the time. And they already, they do have their own professional networks. And if I can work with someone who gets them to distribute my message, I think that has an insane power. Whereas, and the, con the sort of the conversion rates so or the way it cascades down, right? From the funnel, or the, I think there's much better metrics. Yeah. I mean, probably than going out and buying a bunch of LinkedIn ads, but that's just my opinion based on my experience there. And my awareness ads are yeah. somewhat limited, but yeah. no, I, no, I agree. Awareness building mm -hmm. is easier to measure than like, you know, conversion. And because if you build awareness with your right stakeholders, they can convert and they can literally tell you that because I found out about this particular thing, I was able to sell X, Y, Z pieces. If you put it out in the market directly, yeah. you will be able to measure it, but ultimately the people are selling are the people. Yeah. Not like in this day and age, professional services still needs to go heavily into digital marketing. We've been talking about that, but still, People are the ones who sell the work. And so they yeah. need to be aware of what kind of offerings you have to sell, for instance. So I agree with you on that. And, and I think it's even more about being aware, right? If you work with someone in comms who's very capable at what they do, and as I've had you know, the fortune of doing a couple of times, they not only inform people, they, they drum up positive excitement. Or yes. your thing. Like, oh my God, this will come. And sometimes this leads to, in the best cases, this leads to consultants running out and sort of getting the prospects of the clients excited. And then the day comes and your thought leadership piece or whatever it is ready or the event is launching. And there's already this group of people who have been waiting for it because you were able to tap into the power of corporate comms, right? Yes. And I, I maybe bring you this back a little bit from the internal perspective again. I had the same thing happen with just media relations, right? Where the event finally launches and you have 10 or 12 registered journalists and it's just amazing engagement overall thanks to capable people getting the word out while you were still you know wrapping up preparations i think we've made that point and we've highlighted why it's good but you in the notes you put a couple of caveats again with regards to internal comms right uh, yes, what, what yes. to keep in mind there <laughs> well this is on that. really important any email that you sent out any internal comms that you send out these days is essentially public knowledge <laughs> That really depends upon the trust that the people have in your firm primarily. Yeah. But in general, like for instance, if you're just going to announce layoffs internally, oh, you better believe it that these people would have sent this email. Someone would have sent this email to the press and they would know about it. Yeah. 
any if you sent a badly worded email that kind of makes people feel bad best better believe it it's out there and someone will know. and even if it's not sent to the press you'll hear about it in like professional networks you'd hear about on reddit or fishbowl or glassdoor this would be there it's public yeah to your point with reddit and i think to make this very practical for marketers if you have a decent com strategy and you engage the expert audiences within the firm before you push something to them yeah then you can be safe, sound, and all right and have the support. If you don't do it, well, you just have to head over to Reddit and the consulting subreddit and mm-hmm. read where people ridicule marketing materials, sometimes from their own firms, because yes. they feel it's not very smart or let's just say it's stupid to the extent where it damages reputation. That's a classic case where, and I'm presuming this, I don't know, but or these are classic cases where I'm presuming the marketing people creating these materials, and it might be slides, it might be a LinkedIn post or whatever, people who built these efforts did not speak enough with the experts, built yeah. something which the experts think is oversimplified and now to the point where it's now stupid, and then just pushed it to them. And I have seen cases where the ridicule on Reddit happened before I could find the thing on LinkedIn or Twitter or elsewhere, meaning like exactly like you said, the internal memo announcing the campaign probably got leaked and people were sort of joking about the thing yep. before it had even gone out. So yeah, that's a good thing to keep in mind. And I think reinforces the reasoning behind always work with your friends in comms <laughs> yeah, as early get, as possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're the ones who can help. like, see the whole point of communications and marketing. Well, whole point of communications is shaping opinions. That That's essentially what it does. It's essentially like, Interesting thing in mass media and regular media. It is about shaping opinions. It is going to an audience and telling them and influencing them. Now, in terms of marketing, you're basically trying to build the stuff to help influence. And with communication, you're literally doing the influencing. So there is this key element of like looking at what the market is talking about, finding out their needs, building it up, getting all the stuff there and then influencing the market to say, this is what you need, which is why you build out all these big pieces of thought leadership anyway, because you are trying to influence the market. Let's not mince words. It's, it is what it is. And if you can't effectively communicate your influence, then you're basically just sitting there and you've got all the stuff there. That's it. And that is, or maybe we said it a little bit, but I want to emphasize it again. If, the reason why you should be doing it uh, and why you should need to collaborate with comments, not just because they can give your efforts the necessary push and so forth, but they also ensure this type of alignment internally, right? Oh, I guess we touched upon it, but I just want to let me there's something important that we didn't just touch upon, which is really important. Professional services firms, people are your bread and butter. Yeah. people. It's all people. So you need to, and... Who are you trying, who's responsible for your culture? Your people. Who's going to build your engagement internally? Your people. Who's selling the stuff and who's delivering the stuff? Yeah, I was going, yeah, exactly. I was, you're you're getting into, getting to the same point I was going to, which is if, if you can align all these and through great communications, you can avoid a situation where colleague A and B tell story A and then the colleagues C and D from the other practice tell a slightly different story or a completely different story, which... I think, and especially in the large firms, is just happening every day. Right? It's just you can't. Once you get over a certain size, it's very difficult to make everybody sing from the same songbook. 
but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try and comps will help you there. So I think maybe we made our points. I don't know if you agree or not, but we can maybe round it out before we wrap I it up and, and say did. again, what are the synergies here between comms and marketing? And we mentioned many of them, right? But do we sort of just reiterate and then? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that you need to realize is you need to have the right external comp strategy. You need to have the right internal comp strategy. Yeah. And it needs to connect with marketing. They can't all go. And marketing needs to connect with comms. That's essentially the thing. In a professional services firm, you need to think about the delivery of your message, how you influence, and your audience. And all of this is done by connecting marketing with communications. And why is it really relevant and important right now? On an internal front, people are going to talk about everything you do internally. Once it's out, it's all gone there. On yeah. an external front, there's so many changes happening constantly. There's a barrage of information. In that information, how do you stand out in what you're trying to say? Are you only trying to reach your specific audience of like who you're trying to sell? Are you trying to reach people that you want to like recruit? All these things are there. And then, of course, because of all these changes happening, this constant attacks to your you know, reputation. There's things that build it, but there's also constant attacks there. And then there's various crises happening at different times. How are you supposed to react to all of this? No, you're not supposed to react. You're supposed to like come up with an effective communication strategy so that you have things in play and things in place to work on all of this. So for instance, you work with your comms team to realize that this is the right time we should be releasing this particular piece of thought leadership who will then push it out at the right kind of places. Yeah. Because they are I mean, aware of the external you know, factors. That's a very good point. I, and a good segue to what I was going to say is, I this might be slightly a misrepresentation of things, but in my experience, it's mostly true is that the comms people are closer to external the external discourse, let's say it, right? Let's yeah. not even say market and what's happening there, like you said. Whereas marketing is maybe a bit closer to the business and to the things the business intends to do primarily in terms of selling services. So, and in this setting, I think, because we've spoken about how you should be working with comms or engaging comms early and often, I think the burden of starting this actually really is with the marketers because we are closer to the business. So we often have a better handle on what's coming, what are they planning and so forth. And so it's on us to involve comms, like we said, early and often. It should not be an afterthought. And both you and I have been in the situation yeah. where people say, oh, we've designed this new service. Uh, this is entirely great plan to build a practice around it. Here's the first offering. We've done this campaign. The ads are out. Can you do a news release for it? And then maybe can we can you give us five minutes on the next all hands meeting so we can you know present the case to the group? Now nah, that's mean, bad. Uh, <laughs> you should, if you're the marketer doing this, that's fully on you, right? I uh, mean, you uh, should be having conversations with the comms people. Like the moment the ideas for shaping something like that are. I'll I'll give an example that you and I have li literally lived through, which is when the pandemic hit, right? Everyone was trying to like push out, like, this is what you need right now. This is exactly what you need. At that point, people were uncertain of what to do. But more importantly, they were scared for their health. They were scared of dying. At that point, we were uh, like, you were just getting like a blast of info from certain, from a certain unnamed firm or firms of, 
this is all how you should do to react to this massive change that's happening mm-hmm. right now before everyone has even had a chance to like fortify what they're doing. Yeah, people Rightly, were still so, checking on their relatives and there was a lot of, here's how yeah. you secure your supply chain type content. Yeah, I mean, rightly yeah. so. The clients kind of lambasted those pieces and we don't really understand what this is going on. The clients were not ready to like deal with that. But the others who took a little bit of time before like pushing the communications out and also making sure that they were going out at the right times rather than like combining it with the times where they were getting news about what's going on in their geographies, they did a little yeah. bit better in that period. And got I think yeah more. I must I'm sometimes on this some of that stuff seemed to be a bit toned deaf I agree or badly timed others I think was there were other cases where it seemed okay yeah. to go early but I agree with the sentiment not all of it was good and I had the same experience then again when I mean being in Europe right we were and in yeah. Germany in particular we were a bit of maybe I don't know slightly more cautious than other places so. I had the same weird experience then again, reading all the, oh, let's build back this and let's open that. And here's how you accelerate back into the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we're still not going out much over here. And people are pretty much still scared on the subway. Who's opening up what again? And I mean, that's, again, that's a tangent, but yeah. yeah. Maybe a good example or a vivid example, just a general area where you can find specific examples of a bit more nuance and a bit more empathy and a bit more better feeling for comms, right? Might've helped the overall effort. And that's what we get from our colleagues. Yeah. Read the so market. I think, yeah. I think that that brings us to the end of it, right? If, yes. if I can recap, we said, look, you might have, depending on how sizable your firms is, a colleague or two or even an entire function, which looks after communications or corporate comms or internal external comms or whatever. And we try to explain what they typically do, what the difference to marketing is, how to think about their job, which we try to summarize as they help with managing the firm overall. Whereas we are helping with bringing the clients and good work, right? And yeah, then we essentially walk through a bunch of reasons for why we should engage them early and often and why it's also maybe or how we should be doing that, keeping the different objectives they have versus we in marketing have in yes. mind. So I hope that was a bit helpful. We should bring someone on next time from, uh, people from comms and yeah. just have them yell at us for half an hour to say what they hate about marketing or what they hate when marketing does it yeah uh, because this might make for a half hour at least because yeah the relationship is not always as good and as tight as it should be and it's maybe we helped combat that a little bit with this episode is there anything yeah. else from your end no i believe we've covered this episode and so all i would say is thanks for listening and as a starter, we did try to communicate how our episodes are going to be. So we are trying to like use a little bit of our own advice on certain elements here. But do as I say, not as I do, is why I always mm-hmm. just, like the declaimer at the bottom of my emails. Just kidding. Yes. So basically, what we're trying to say is thanks for listening and we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks, Tom. See you on the other end of the weekend. Have a great one. I should also say I'll stop the recording here, but I think that goes without saying, right? Yes. See ya. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 